This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Tim, and um, I'm here with Chris. And, Hello there. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's Chris. That's me. And and uh, we are we have a, a really actually an interesting special episode for you guys today. And I know that a lot of people out there that are around our age are going to be excited about this this particular uh, interview. Um, Chris and I have the pleasure of talking tonight with uh, two guys who were very. Uh, influential i guess on our lives growing up uh with the work that they did in a very popular magazine mad magazine uh we have tom richmond and desmond devlin with us who are uh here to talk to us about a new project and talk about uh just stuff in general tom desmond how you guys doing we're great Tim. hey chris how you doing Hello, guys having us <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 happy we're happy to have you guys on now. Tom, Tom and Desmond uh, did most, if not all, of the uh, Mad Magazine movie parody pages uh, for for how how long? Well, well Tom I and I have worked together twenty years, but we didn't do mostly all of them. There's, you know, there's other people involved, but we've done a lot. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, together so, we together we did over thirty movie and television parodies. Very nice. Uh, but uh, and a lot of I, other articles besides. <laughs> yeah, and and Des wrote a lot of other parodies that other artists drew, and I drew a bunch of parodies that other writers wrote. But we collaborated on on many many parodies over the course of uh, two decades. Two decades, and uh, and and uh, Desmond, when did when did you start with? With Mad Magazine, um, well, I actually started um, when I was a teenager. I was in high school, and I literally cut class and went into the Mad offices to introduce myself. And I ended up writing for them before I turned twenty. Uh-huh. Um, and so that that goes back to so 1984 is when my first article appeared. Nice. Now, where where you like when in the when you were telling all the kids in your in your high school like yeah I write for Mad Magazine. Where they're all like, "Oh, you're full of it," or were they, or were they like, "Oh, that's really cool"? Oh no, they ble- for, for for several years in high school, I was doing my own like humor magazine, twelve pages a month, where I was writing and drawing and doing whatever I could. And I used to sell copies of that to the teachers and to the students. That's how we got a side income. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And to, wow, man! And- all I ever got for doing drawings in high school was detention. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just you would just draw a lot of bo- lot of boobs, a lot of circle, circle, dot, dot, <laughs> kind of stuff. That's that'll that'll get you that'll get you sent up the river, quick. And Tom, Tom, when did when did you uh, when did you get started with with Mad? Well, I'm more of a Johnny come lately. I started in 2000. Okay, uh, was my first piece appeared in Mad, and uh, and I've been in oh like 160 issues since then. So. Quite a few of them since uh, since I debuted. I did my first parody, like movie and TV parody, in t- uh, very early in two thousand one, and that actually Des wrote that one. That was uh, Malcolm in the Middle, the TV yeah. show, <laughs> and uh, and that's you know I'm I'm kind of 
known for my caricature work, so Mad was just an absolute, you know, perfect fit for me uh, when I started working for him because uh, that was kind of that was kind of my wheelhouse, and uh, it was just an absolute uh, joy to be able to get to work. And I was a huge fan, of course, uh, uh, it had been since I was a kid, so it was a dream come true. That's cool. Do you remember? Do you remember what what the cover of your first issue uh, that that had you working at? Do you remember what what the cover was? Sure. Yeah, the first issue I was in uh, was number three ninety nine, and it was uh, Alfred as Wolverine on the cover. And rather than the the claw, the like this the knives coming out of his uh, of his hand. Of course, it was a like a knife, fork, and a spoon. I remember, I that. remember uh, that. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I do. Remember. And I just, yeah, I just had a little two page uh, piece in there that Dick DiBartolo wrote called uh, a Mad or Mad's Guide to Making Your Home Theater More Like the Movies. So it was like um, you you had a, a floor mat that you put in front of your. Um, couch that was sticky so your so your feet would yeah. stick to it that was more like a real movie theater that sort of thing now i'm, I'm uh, gonna quick i'm gonna quick ask you did you do the one for x-men 2 uh i did the parody of x yeah oh see now and i wrote it I, and you wrote it i have <laughs> that right, yeah. that's that's one of my prized that's one of my prized possessions i have that one in my collection signed by hugh jackman yep oh wow. we don't uh, have yeah. that <laughs> yeah, some of my some of my 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 three top uh, some of my my three top autographed uh, items are three of my Mad magazines. There was one is the X two Mad magazine signed by by Hugh Jackman. I have the Weird Al Yankovic one signed by Al, <clears throat> and uh, the SpongeBob one signed by Tom Kenny. Those are my those are three sure. of my favorite nice. favorite all time. Pieces uh, that, that 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 are some of my prized possessions in my in my collection. So. Tom is a huge Mad fan. Uh, he he comes by uh, my booth at San Diego Comic Con every year, and uh, and just we chat. He's a he's a really cool dude, but he he just loves Mad. Yeah, Tom, Tom. Tom. Yeah, Tom's great. Yeah, Chris. Actually, I didn't I didn't meet him. Um, Chris and his. And and Cal, his wife, yeah, met. met I met. I, I I gave I gave them my my Mad Magazine because I had because for some some little art, artist named Jim Lee was signing on the other side of the room. <laughs> Who's oh. that? Never That's heard Jim. of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got. I actually got like a um, Tom Kenny or something. Yeah, I got a Tom Kenny little drawing um, signed. Here's a little short story, and all. It's like a, a nice little colored pencil drawing of of SpongeBob. My daughter Caitlin, I mean, she grew up with SpongeBob. That's I actually I think SpongeBob raised her. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember when I got that sign, I brought it home, and my I think I told you told you the story, Tim. My mother was watching the kids one time and brought them home fast food, some McDonald's or something. And put the fry, the greasy, greasy fry bag, on the drawing of SpongeBob that was signed that I left on the counter. <laughs> so now there's a greasy stain under Tom Kenny's signature, and it's eh, a little bit annoying. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't have left it there. It's my fault, but mother, look where you're putting down the fries. Okay. <laughs> now, you know, I've got now, a, I've got oh, a little sorry. story about that X2 parody. If you want to hear it, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So, so that was the second X Men movie, right? Yeah. And 
I don't know if you've read that parody all the way through, but I'm sure you've noticed we got the ending wrong. It's a completely it's, different ending from the actual ending of the movie. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'll ask you this. I, it's been a while since I've read it, so I, I, uh, I, I actually don't remember the ending. Is, is that because obviously you guys probably don't get to see the movies in advance of, of doing them. So in, I, I would think that in some cases you guys are just literally like throwing darts well, in the dark. We usually see the movies, but in this case we got some advanced information, including a copy of the movie script. So, so I was able to, as a writer, I was able to go through the script and work through it, but they changed the ending of the movie. <laughs> from the script so ours so ours is very accurate if you happen to have the unused script <laughs> not so much <laughs> or, the, the thing. <laughs> or the original cut of the movie but here's what happened was you know they they filmed the end of the movie uh based on exactly what our script that we worked from set and then and in the original story uh phoenix gene gray doesn't get killed she goes blind mm. uh at the time when she when she has the fight with Cyclops, uh, where where he's being mind controlled, and she goes blind at that point in the movie, in the original script, and then she's still alive at the end. They they decided to change that ending and have her die, so they had the actors come back and film all the scenes where they're crying their eyes out about Gene yeah. Grey being dead. <laughs> A little emotional and, wait there. Right, and if you look at those scenes, if you ever watch that movie again, God help you if you have to. But if you uh, if you watch that movie again, uh, Hugh Jackman looks like he's got Bozo the Clown here because he was filming he was filming Von Helsing at the time, and he had the super long hair, and they had to like you know put it under a, a wig, and he just looks ridiculous in it. Yeah. But if you have, if you do watch that movie again, from that moment on, all the scenes that uh, Fomke Jansen is in, she's blind in the in the in the scenes, and they cut it in a way to try to hide that. But you can wow. still tell she's like looking off <laughs> in the distance, kind of dazed and confused looking. She's blind. It's That's totally funny. obvious if you watch it again. But drove us crazy. I saw the ending of the movie, and I was like, oh my god, we got it wrong. But Mad Mad very seldom did that. Actually, they started doing it around that time because they really wanted to try to get the, you know, the movie parody on the stands when the movie was still in theaters. And mm -hmm. at that time, movies were moving out of theaters so fast, like they do now. Right. I mean, for like three, four weeks, they're gone. Yeah, and uh, it didn't work out parody. so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't work out so well sometimes. Yeah. Can I anyway. ask how long it takes you guys to like you know to do a movie? Like how long? A week or month or something? Uh, well, definitely not. Well, n I should say definitely, but usually not a week. I'm sure it, doesn't, it would ever take time a week. Um, the fastest I wrote a parody was um, over the course of a weekend because they had wow. an emergency. <laughs> and that was not, you know, a regular experience or a particularly enjoyable one. But, um, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not the fastest writer. I think um, I've heard Dick Bartolo writes pretty fast. I, I usually take more time. I'm more meticulous. Um to the to, to the point of where we may not even be paying dividends anymore, but right. it usually takes me a, a few weeks to get it, you know, to my satisfaction. But but then it's not like I finish the script and send it to someone like Tom. I send it into the editors at Mad, yeah, and, and then they would go over it and whatever you know concerns or changes or anything they had to do, they would then send it back to me, and then I would have a period of time to you know fix it, add you know new or better jokes, or add a scene or delete a scene. And then I send it back to the editors, 
and they would see if it was okay. You know, and, and then once they were all right with it, they would give it to the art department, and the art director would take the pages that were allocated for the parody and lay it out and put the balloons in and put the panels in, and then he would send it to someone like Tom, who only then gets to start <laughs> sketching the panel. So it's it's wow. not fast. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, now Desmond, I, well, I'm going to backtrack it here a little bit. I asked Tom what what his what his first uh, his first issue of Mad was. What do you remember your your first issue that that yeah. uh, that you had published? Yep, sure. Um, it's uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's issue two fifty three, and basically it's a panel. It's Alfred E. Newman is in the desert, and he's sort of he's sort of like a stranded traveler in the middle of um, nowhere. And there's an air, a rescue plane flying above him. And they've dropped a, a box of, you know, medical supplies and food to him by parachute, but it's landed on top of him and killed him. <laughs> so he's, he's been creeping, crushed to death by his emergency yeah. um, supplies. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Um, now we, uh, we're a star Wars podcast. Uh, and I guess how many you, you guys have done, a bunch of Star Wars parodies, I would I would assume, over um, the years. Now, now I, I only wrote the last one that appeared in Mad, Mad the magazine. So okay. that'd, be, that'd be eighth story, the last Jedi. And I okay. think I know Tom's done more than that. Yeah, I I did the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, and I also did Rogue One. Uh, that was between one. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, the sort of side story. We never did Solo. Uh, there was a couple of panels of uh, from that movie in a kind of a weird eclectic uh, movie review spoof sort of thing where these these two guys were these two slackers were had a, <laughs> a video YouTube movie review thing and they were running through a theater doing reviews of different movies and so there was a little little sample of all the different summer blockbusters from that year or something like that. But uh, so I, I guess I did uh, three Star Wars movies. Um, and the, the third one I, I did with Tom. So okay, right. Other people wrote the first two. Fair yeah. enough. Was was that was that something that you would really wanted to do, like to to dig your to, to dig into a Star Wars movie, or was that something that just sort of came along as like, oh, awesome, I get to do Star Wars, or or did you like, did you, did you ever have to like fight to? Nah, I mean, not fight, but like <laughs> people would plant flags for things they want to. Well. I I didn't really didn't do very much Star Wars material until uh, a, a couple years ago. Uh, even all the time I was with Mad, because when I first started, I wasn't writing the parodies for quite a while. They had um, some of the older art um, writers were pretty well synced in on that. Yeah. Um, but um, there were there were also like, like several people who were from Mad artists and writers who were both you know huge Star Wars fiends. And you know as soon as they heard something was coming out, they start you know pitching the editors and petitioning you know let, let me draw it, let me write it. Um, and so generally you know that's what happens. And I and I was doing so much stuff for Mad anyway. It wasn't like I was losing out on work. I was I was writing some other material for the magazine because they had loads of people doing loads of things. Yeah. But um, when just uh, anyway, but the eighth movie, I did, um, they just asked me to do it. I said sure. So. Very nice. Well, I was a, a huge Star Wars fan when I was a kid. Like the original Star Wars, I was in fifth grade when that came out. So that was that was squarely in my wheelhouse, right? I mean, uh, I, I remember this. That was the summer of what seventy seven, right? Yeah. And, um, and my buddy. 
I lived in a small town in Wisconsin, like a suburb of Madison, Wisconsin, this little tiny town. And my buddy, uh, his dad worked at the local movie theater and the one that was showing Star Wars that summer. And I saw, I saw the original Star Wars 53 times <laughs> in the theater. Wow. We'd just go there and we'd watch, we'd sit through all three showings, mm-hmm. me and my buddy Guy, and uh, all summer long. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got the chance to do a Star Wars movie, yeah, I'm pretty excited. That was cool. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that's that's great. That's that's a lot. Chris and I uh, both grew up working in movie theaters, so where he and I are, are huge movie fanatics. We, oh, yeah. we even we even host a a movie review podcast uh, here, uh, in addition to the Star Wars one. So yeah, we we know we know what it's like to be like <laughs> you go to the movies and. You can't just see one movie. You have to see two, sometimes three. I think the most I've seen in one day is four movies in one day. Now, if it's you're working high. at the theaters, you get to watch them from beginning to end, or you're like sort of seeing them in pieces and assembling them in your mind. Well, the, I, my my wife, I met my wife at a movie theater, actually, and she worked at a theater for 30, 33 years, I think, until this whole COVID thing happened and put her theater under. However... Mm-hmm. I've I've seen every movie that came out. Didn't pay for anything. I got every poster for the past thirty years in my basement. I got banners, so I see every. I saw everything from back from ninety two three until twenty twenty. <laughs> All right. Oh wow. Well, working working at the theaters, one of the things that you see a lot of is you see the end of the movie a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so you'd be you'd be sitting there and. Yeah, and and just just by just by the movie cues or whatever the the music you knew when to open the doors at the end of the movie so mm-hmm. that people could come out. So you'd be standing there at the end of like the yeah, I remember um, Batman. What was it? Bat, Batman Forever. You know, it's yeah. like there were there were all the there was just you you there was the like all of a sudden Kiss from a Rose, right? <laughs> yeah. What's that? It was Seal. Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. No, the 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 the. The song at the end was uh, that that U two song, so you'd hear that do do do, and then you right there to open the door up, and <laughs> it, yeah, so then you you'd either you'd either really love the songs that Titanic is another one, you <laughs> you know you had to for six months that movie was in the theater, so you'd you'd, yeah. you'd sing along with Celine Dion for six six months in a row. <laughs> Pound like, your chest. outside the theaters too. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, now was, did you guys work from home or did you go into the mad, the mad offices Were the mad, mad offices, were they the, in the DC offices across from, um, uh, the Ed Sullivan theater? Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean, yeah. um, for, for a time, I mean, when I first started, they were in their own offices over in Madison Avenue. Yeah. Used to have it was just forty five Madison Avenue with the MAG capitalized, <laughs> but um, eventually um, DC wanted to sort of like bring them in, you know, and give them space, you know, connected with DC because they was technically under the same umbrella, but Mad always had this sort of satellite position like across town where they could be left alone, frankly. <laughs> and DC, no, we don't want to leave you all anymore. We want to bother you. <laughs> so, so, so they were there, and oh, I've you know, fifteen, twenty years or something across from Letterman. Yeah, um, but most of the freelancers I generally work at home. So okay. I mean, you know, Tom's at his studio. I'm here, you know, at my house, and I I would go into the office, you know, frequently. But that was as much like to say hello and hang out and see what's going on, as it was. I I didn't I didn't do that much 
writing ever by going into the office. I, you know, maybe I suggest a joke for an article, but somebody else did. But yeah. it wasn't like I was sitting down at a desk and you know cranking out the la- next parody. Yeah, I usually Chris- showed up around lunchtime just because you know, <laughs> Why somebody not? would take me out to lunch and buy me lunch. Well, that's they a good would. <laughs> they would. They would bring you to what? What was it? The uh, there. There used to be the 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 Roy Rogers. <laughs> a couple, <laughs> a couple, a couple doors down. He had French fries in his holster, you know. You did the, you did the, yeah, the 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 French fries in the holster. You did the Fixins bar. The Fixins bar was basically a salad. (laughs) I, I I know. uh, Chris and I would go and and we would wait in line to to go to Letterman and we'd look up and and see the DC offices and there was someone someone had like a a Superman flag in the window and be like, oh, you know, (laughs) what's it like up there? Yo, man was right was on the corner. Like um, but you know, down behind you, downtown from the from the Letterman studio, and they had little yeah, you know, they had Alfred E. Newman for president posters in the window, yeah, you know, yeah, items like that. So they did what that's, they could be somewhat visible from the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. I love it. Um, so now we're, you you guys you guys aren't here just to talk to us about your time at Mad. You guys actually do have a project that you're working on, and uh, tell us. Tell us a little bit about that project and how our listeners can get involved with uh, with what you're doing. Okay, well, we've been talking about the movie parodies. I mean, um, and what ha- recently in the last couple of years, uh, Mad's been sort of reduced in terms of staff and in terms of the material that they're publishing and commissioning. And um, now, now they um, generally run reprints with very little else besides. And one of the first things they cut were the parodies because they take up a lot of real estate in a magazine. There's six pages or more generally, and they take longer to produce and they get a little more expensive to produce. So since they were doing cutbacks, those went out the window. And so Tom and I have been doing these parodies for 20 years, and now all of a sudden they say, "Well, we we just you know we're not going to be running those kind of articles anymore." And Tom can tell you what we did. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up reading those movie parodies, and they're uh, they're like a, a pop culture institution, you know. Yeah. Um, so many, so many actors and directors and and people involved with making films feel like it's a badge of honor to get their movie spoofed in Mad Magazine, you know. And Des and I were like, boy, I, we can't just let this, you know, genre die away. Because there's no other game in town now, you know there aren't even any mad knockoffs anymore. So, right, <laughs> we decided we decided you know what we just have to do a book. We'll do a book full of nothing but movie parodies and uh, see see if we can pull it off. So, we you know did the crowdsourcing thing. It's an Indiegogo campaign, and uh, what we're going to do is produce ten movie parodies. And here's the funny thing was originally we were talking about it. We said, well, what we'll do is a combination of like all movies that come out during the year that we're doing this book and then classic movies that never got parodied in mad for whatever reason. Maybe they, you know, the timing wasn't right or they weren't a big hit at the time, but later they became huge, huge uh, cult classics or whatever. And uh, but then uh, 2020 happened <laughs> and there are no new movies. <laughs> Right. So we're basically we basically switch tracks and we're doing nothing but classic films that never got spoofed. So the Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, is relatively new. But um but compared to the other movies we're doing, it's it's like it feels like two seconds ago because (laughs) going back several decades in some cases. 
Yeah, but the thing about this, you know, the rise of Skywalker was Matt did a spoof of every other of the of the you know triple trilogy, except this one, and they stopped doing them right at the time that this movie came out. So we thought, well, that's an absolute no brainer. We have to do the yeah, yeah, Star Wars movie. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So that's what we did. So Des wrote the script, and um, I did the art, and that was our kind of teaser that we released when we when we um, announced the Indiegogo campaign, and uh, we we published the splash page as a sneak peek, uh, so people can see what we're you know what this is all about, and it's very much in the classic Mad look and you know sort of genre, but we're putting a 21st century twist on a lot of what we're doing here that we're we're making it our own as well but people who are fans of mad and fans of the mad movie parodies they'll they'll see what they expect to see and and uh with with a few little wrinkles thrown in so but the star wars one i mean that movie was just an absolute we had to we had to launch it with that no question that's great can i ask your you guys personal question um are you guys a fan of rise of skywalker like did you like that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that says it all uh, <laughs> I, you know like like most of the star well i guess of most of the six star wars movies i acknowledge yeah. um <laughs> there are there are parts of that movie that i really liked a lot uh but there are just you know like most movies it's not perfect there's well, plenty of it's got, it's got like a war between the eighth movie and the ninth movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like so the ninth movie was committed to undoing as much as they could of the eighth movie and then sort of redoing all everybody's favorite scenes from yesteryear with you know people yeah, yeah. lines or doing the same dynamics and it's just you a kind of have to pretty weird you combination of, you kind of have to draw a line and pick your side are you are you an eight man or you're a nine man <laughs> well i was gonna yeah. say like if if you guys weren't a fan of you know if they're if it's laughable you know, watching the movie for real, is it easier to make jokes and puns and really just tear it apart while you're doing it? I think, I think Tom and I both agree. It's, it's better to care about the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if it's a really good movie or it's a really bad movie, like our job is still kind of the same because we're still pointing out plot holes. We're pointing out inconsistencies. (laughs) We're pointing out like the history of the actors in it or like the, you know, corporations attempt to merchandise the way there's all sorts of angles that, you know, are pretty, you know, thorough throughout whatever movie you're seeing, but you, you really want to have a reaction to it. The movies that you watch, you say, that, that was all right. I mean, yeah. those are really the hardest ones to do. It's, I mean, whether it's good or bad is almost sort of indifferent to us as, you know, what we're going to sit down and do next. So makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the things that I've always loved about the mad movie parodies is there's, there's always someone, someone you know, on each page it seems that's looking at you, the the reader, mm-hmm. and talking to you directly, and it makes you feel like you're part of it. It makes you feel like you're part of this club, like you're included with with uh, with everything that's going on. You're they're they're letting you into the joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so I always I always felt that 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 was one of the strengths that the Mad parodies, the Mad Magazine in general, because I know it wasn't just the parodies that did that, but Mad Magazine in general. Made you feel like you were, you were part of the magazine. Uh, it, it 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 did. It wasn't. It wasn't. Ex, it didn't exclude you. It included you on everything. And right. and and I hope uh, I hope that that with uh, 
with your parodies, I'm sure I'm sure that you take that take that same approach. I would hope, but if you don't, well, give me some ideas. <laughs> oh yeah, talk, talk to the audience. You know, anybody who's an opinion about the ninth movie, the Skywalker movie, um, they'll be addressed you know directly in this parody because you know we kind of have a checklist of all the things <laughs> that are out there. Yeah. But uh, um, I mean, but. Like the mad readers are always treated like they basically mad never wrote down to the readers. They always felt like you know they, they would do the magazine they wanted to do is a lot of you know um, not adult content, not like X-rated, but adult like you know thoughtful and advanced content that's not everyone reading the magazine would get. But the sort of the idea was if something goes over your head, or if you raise your head higher, then yeah. you'll you'll get the joke and you'll learn something. Um, and but then on top of that, the readers were also treated as the joke in a lot of ways. So Bill Gaines, who was the publisher of Mad for you know, decades, somebody once asked him, like, what is the philosophy of Mad, as if there is such a thing? And he said, we must never stop reminding the reader what a bad deal they're getting for their money. <laughs> 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 and that says a lot about him, about the readers, about the magazine, and the whole spirit of you know, what everybody was doing for all those years. Yeah. When, when Mad, basically, they... they, they, they they sort of packed up and and yeah, as as you said, now they they're they're putting out collections and very little new material. Um, I, did did they send out a memo? Did they send out a letter saying, "Hey, this is this is our vision for the future"? Um, like how how did they how do they break that to their creators that that that, that work on the on the books? Now they sent an email to everybody just saying uh, we're no longer select uh, accepting solicitations for new material as of issue fifteen, and uh, that was it. I mean, they they didn't say, "Well, we're hoping to do this or that," or it was just like, "Okay, stop sending us stuff. We'll uh, we'll call you." Right, at least for the rest uh, of the year. I actually called them to find out what was going on. Where I said, "Hey, what's yeah, what's happening?" <laughs> I sent some things that I haven't heard anything in quite a while. And I said, "Oh, well, we, you know, we're not really taking things anymore." And then within a day, they had sent out the email. So I'm not, I'm not taking credit for them sending it out, but the time, <laughs> basically, I think they were sort of overwhelmed by the, you know, the change. I mean, it wasn't like they just suddenly decided they didn't want to put on a magazine anymore. It came from the top down that they were going to have to like, you know, make cuts and change the format. And so right now, like, you can still get Mad Magazine. It hasn't disappeared. But a, a current issue of Mad is sort of a theme issue, and they'll have like a Halloween issue, and there'll be all horror you know, things from past issues. And they had a music issue. It's all past music articles. And it's very, very little new inside the issue, but it's, it's a, just a collection of material that's you know, um, similar in like, content and tone. Well, I mean... I mean, I, I know, I know you guys. You guys don't have control of this. It, it, it is. It does. It is. It does seem sad. It's. Uh, it's. It, oh, it's very sad. <laughs> I, I. I wish. Um, you know. I, maybe. Maybe we could start a letter writing campaign after. After all this, to see if they could. You know, at least a quarterly or three times a year, put out a something like a new Mad Magazine. Uh, you know, it just. You know, something. Something that's. Something that's on the. Because I know that like. They, they, I guess they, they dropped it down to bi-monthly and mm-hmm. at one point and uh, yeah, and then and then this happened. Yeah, it's 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 a shame. It, it was always one of those things that that when I would go into the the bookstore, or look at the magazine rack to see you know who's on the cover, what's 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 the new Mad magazine, and you know and you know you pick it up and you buy it for what three ninety five cheap, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and and. 
Uh, yeah, and, and you bring it home and you and you read it from 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 front to front to back, and then you you carefully fold the the, the back cover, yeah, the back cover. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to ruin it. You don't want to ruin it, so you kind of like well, let's see what just, this just is. to see what it looks like. You know, bend a little bit, like more of an S shape than a fold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, no. it's it it is it is it's a shame. It's a shame that it's not. It's that it's not being published with with new material. Right. Well, uh, last year the news came out that they were it, people took it they were going to cancel the magazine. They didn't quite cancel it, but you know they may as well have. You know, as far as like people like Tom and myself and so many of the other contributors, you know, end up being concerned. But there was this wave of like you know um, sorrow and you know affection from Mad. But a lot of the messages were like, "Oh no, I can't! I can't believe they got rid of Mad. I used to love that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that part that explains exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I can't I can't say I can't say I was I was a subscriber and I didn't buy every issue, but I I would probably buy I'd probably buy an issue every at least one or two a year just to bring it home. Like I'd, I'd get one Why? mainly because of the cover. Mainly there weren't because enough of you. <laughs> yeah, there weren't. There weren't. There weren't. But, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Don't know what you got till it's gone, really. Yeah. So. I was going to ask, and all you know, like most of the drawings are, you know, they're caricatures of whatever of the actor or actress. While you guys, well, while you're drawing, let's just say Tomb Raider, okay? Do you exaggerate certain body parts? <laughs> you have to. Well. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, if it if it serves the purpose of the story or the parody, certainly. Uh, I mean, I did the art for that Tomb Raider parody, by the way. With yeah. uh, I wrote it. <laughs> uh, yes, with um, with Angelina Jolie, and uh, I think I believe that I I made a lot of fun of the fact that those weren't actually her her uh, boobs, <laughs> and um, she she was clearly had some padding, so there was a lot of like Kleenex laying around and. Yeah. Uh, would like stick out of the sides of her tank top and and that sort of thing. So that's great. Um, yeah, you know, you exaggerate did, what you need to exaggerate to. Yeah, do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Did you ever get? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this: Did you get positive feedback from actors or directors, uh, movie critics, and did you ever get negative feedback from uh, from from these from some of these people? Well, getting back to the X Men Two parody, uh, Hugh Jackman's still looking to kick my ass, so I have to worry about that. No, um, most of the time, to be honest with you, uh, because people, most people of a certain age, grew up reading Mad Magazine, and uh, I would get a lot of um, people that would contact me through Mad after a parody came out, uh, just delighted that they were in it and asking to buy the original artwork or whatever. And uh, so I haven't had too many negative ones. I've had a couple um, kind of secondhand. I, the very first parody I did, the Malcolm in the Middle one, uh, Brian Cranston, this is pre-Breaking uh, Bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he got a hold of me and and loved the fact that he was in Mad. He thought it was great, and he wanted to know if I, you know, if he could buy any of the artwork. And we were chatting, and he said, "Yeah." He, I said, uh, "How did the rest? You know, did anybody else really like it?" And he goes, "Oh, everybody loved it except uh, Frankie. Um, oh. He he didn't like your caricatures of him. He thought he thought you made him look really stupid." And uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh." 
Well, I guess I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Yeah, but, really. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, Frankie Munez didn't like my caricatures of him and Mad. So, you know, but, so uh, I got that too, going. Nah, he was young, you know. He's <laughs> too cool for school. Yeah. 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 But otherwise, no, hard, you know, not too many. And I'm not a mean guy caricature start, artist anyway. Um, yeah. You know, my exaggerations are more about the character and their personality and their and that sort of thing than it is about how big their nose is or or that sort of thing. Do you have a favorite? Like, do you have a favorite actor or actress who you like to just to draw? You just sat down and said, this is going to be awesome. Uh, I don't really have a favorite person to caricature. It's like whoever happens to be in front of me at the time, although there are a few that I really loved drawing when I did the, the parks and rec parody, uh, drawing, uh, <laughs> okay, now I'm spacing out his name, Ron, uh, Watson. uh, oh, uh, uh Ron, Ron Swanson's yeah, name, must be, yeah, 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 he, oh my God, what a face that guy has, <laughs> it's just so much fun to draw. And that character is just hysterical. You know, he's just always, he has this look on his face and it was just a lot of fun to capture. But, um, nice. uh, as far as parodies go, boy, I've, so many that I really love doing. I Mad Men was one of my favorite uh, ones that we did that TV show. Uh, yeah. Breaking Bad when I got to draw uh, Brian Cranston again years later, and Des wrote that one. Um, and then the Batman trilogy, the Batman movies, uh, the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. I, I'm a big Batman fan, so I was. That was the only, uh, the only series or the only movies that I lobbied to do with Matt. Nice. I called. I called the editors up and I said, "Look, I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh, you know, I'd love to do these movies. I think I can bring a little something extra to it because I've been a Batman fan so long." And and they said, "Forget it." <laughs> and then, how? Then they let me have it anyway. So how how difficult was it to do the Dark Knight, knowing that you know Keith Ledger, you know, he had this tragedy of Heath Ledger. To, mm. to to bring everybody down how did, did were you did, like tiptoeing around that just did would you did you just say okay we're that's not going to be mentioned we're going to treat it like the joker is the joker we're not going to mention it as because I, 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 I don't i don't remember that I particular remember, one I, I actually wrote that one i wrote the batman in the middle which is the one with heath ledger and yeah. i'm trying to remember if we really addressed it directly though we probably we wouldn't really joke about it because man never did sort of victim humor like like because that's you know when you're like ha ha he was alive and now he's dead but that's yeah. not really you know yeah. i mean you could do a joke but it's just not the right you know um tone of things that they like to do but yeah i'm not i'm not i think we might have just done the movie straight but i i was doing you know i was doing um broke back mountain jokes about him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i can't quit you that so. was Actually, there's, yeah, we did not address that at all. I can guarantee you that uh, there was no mention of it or no uh, insinuation about his, uh, you know, dying. Um, that's just not something that Mad would do. But there's one panel in there that still to this day is, I think, might be my favorite panel you've ever written, Des, and that says oh, something. <laughs> it was the moment. It was the moment where the Joker is dangling uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal off the side of the the uh, a building. You know, at, uh, Wayne's building, and before oh, he drops her, window, yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's he's dangling her, and and the Joker says to Maggie Gyllenhaal, "You look familiar. Didn't I go camping with your brother once?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's funny. That's funny. 
I, when I read that in the script, I think if I, I think I might have been drinking something at the time, and it came out my nose. <laughs> every time I, uh, yeah, every, every time I think about that that panel, it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um. Let's let's get back to the the Indiegogo. Um, well, well, the name of the book is Claptrap. I don't think we mentioned that yet. So no, no, no. Anybody yeah, that wants a Google search for it, they might want to know what to type in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's 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 really cool. I I I'm I'm looking at it here, and you, you have all sorts of really neat uh, perks. Yeah. In this, where mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 you got deep pockets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can get drawn into one of the par- the parodies. Which I think is really cool. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm drawing as one of the characters. And uh, yeah, and, the, and and sketches, and you got a you can get a print, mm-hmm. uh, a couple prints. Uh, you get a, the signed signed books. It's it's there's a lot of really great stuff. So we're, we're keeping two slot. Oh, we're keeping two parody slots open. We've decided on a lot of the movies we're doing, but we're leaving some open for our backers to vote on. And one one of the tiers. You get you get to be one of the people who votes on which movies we should parody. So you can actually determine the contents of the book. <laughs> that's I, th- I think that's that's great. Uh, so again, yeah, it's, you're you're just just like just like I said, just by by reading even by reading it now, you you're you're including fans in the creation of the book, which I think is is wonderful. And uh, you know, and the 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 lowest perk is is only twelve dollars, so you can get you can get the Star Wars parody that and uh yeah for 25 you get you get the full book and hardcover which looks like 222 people have already have already bought that which i think is, is it's wonderful this is this really is a, a a really great a really great 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 thing that uh that you guys are doing to include uh the fans in well, in, in, in it's, it's an Indiegogo fundraiser. The Claptrap book doesn't get made without the fans. Whoever yeah. wants to keep the movie parodies going, like we do, if we if we want to keep them going and nobody wants to see them, then they're not going to keep going. We're not going to do all we want. It's not happening. But now it is happening. We you know we made our initial um, target fundraiser because um, so many people, you know, felt the same way and you know helped us out. Can I ask who yeah, who named each perk? Because these names are hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Putz, um, Claude, I love it. Nebus, Nincompoop, <laughs> Schmuck, the doofish. I love yep. it. That was Tom's idea to give each one a man, you know, type, you know, insult name. So, <laughs> fantastic. And and then Des tapped into his uh, extensive vocabulary of Yiddish and came yeah. up with all the uh, <laughs> right, really good ones. Yeah, right. I, I added a couple of the words. That, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you should. You should Des just add. Nebus, you my Jewish heritage. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just add a new level, the Schmecky level, this, or something like Brendan that. Thomas, that one. <laughs> you live in Brooklyn, <laughs> so, so that's got to be your second language, right? Well, you've worked for Mad Magazine. I mean, that's that's where, that's where I learned it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, right. King, yeah. that's there for Schlegler's second language. <laughs> well, guys, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, well, one, one of the perks, um, we, we sold a, f- a few of them today. Um, Tom is, does um, these sketches as part of his, you know, as, his occupation. They go, you get him at Comic-Con or something. But he's going to be doing, um, at one of the per- um, tiers, if you buy it, the perk is that he'll draw a, an original, unique sketch into the book for you. And um, especially let Tom tell it. He knows that, you know, what, how he's doing that. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be, we're actually, I'm having a special uh, stock 
paper stock page put in the book that's good for sketching on. Nice. And uh, and then we're I'm I have a limit of a hundred of them, and I'm doing a, a a pretty detailed sketch. In fact, I just posted today uh, a sample of how I'm going to do it. So it's not a ten minute scribble. I mean, it's a it's a pretty detailed sketch, and I'm doing one character from uh, one of the ten movie parodies we do, possibly eleven if we hit uh, one of our stretch goals. And uh, we just passed the stretch goal this morning, actually, so that now people that have gotten that that sketch level or above uh, <laughs> or above can tell me what movie they want the character from. So, you know, if you're a huge fan of Rise of Skywalker, then you can say, oh, I want it from Rise of Skywalker. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just uh, sneak that Rose Tico. In there for you. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Yeah. At least, at least somewhere. Uh, what, 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 what dreams are made of. Yeah. And that I, level's the Schmendrick level, by the way. So, <laughs> so you, you want to be a Schmendrick. That's, yeah. that's all we're saying. Well, we should tell you some of the movies that are available, too, because we just announced a bunch of those this week. Oh, yes. please. We're holding it back as secret information. But um, with, with the Star Wars parody, Splash is already up on the Claptrap page, and then we and then we also released these uh, splash page to the Shawshank Redemption, which okay. which had never been parodied when it came out, partly because it didn't make a lot of money when it came out, and then by the time <laughs> it became the Shawshank Redemption, it was too late for Mad to go back and do it. But now, uh, uh, now let me ask you this before before you go on. Sure. Now, Family Guy did a great did a great uh, parody of that. Mm-hmm. Do Do you watch those things? And 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 when it comes to parodying things, is it do you have to sort of like say, oh, wait, I think they did that in Family Guy. We can't do that. Or well, well, I wasn't aware of that. So I sh- I actually, I'm going to do that now. <laughs> <I've read laughs> the but if it turns out I, you know, use one of their jokes. I'm going to have to do a rewrite. <laughs> so What's um, Family but, Guy? Is that like a radio show or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a parody magazine. Just like, just like mad. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> Are they hiring? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I don't know. Can't, can't answer that one. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, go go on. What what are what are some of the other uh, some of the other? Oh, the movie. That's right. Um. Anyway, so we announced a couple. We're um doing a parody of Goodfellas, which had never oh. been done. The idea with the movies is we're parodying movies that Mad has never parodied before. We don't want to like repeat any territory, and we're trying to pick the, some of the most inexplicable omissions or some of the movies that you know caught on later. Um. In the magazine, Tom and I did a parody of the uh, Christmas Story, which we. Uh, ah. Which made no money when it came out, really. <laughs> but of course now, like everybody knows it backwards and forwards, and we got a lot of good reaction from that. Very um, cool. So it's sort of like a, a movie mad mist was the idea, and so we're doing mm-hmm. Goodfellas, we're doing the Big Lebowski, okay. um, we're doing Blade Runner, nice, and we're doing Unforgiven. Those are great, and all of these movies through you know. W- bad timing or because you know it just didn't you know the editors you know felt there was some reason not to do them at the you know before they became these, these iconic films um none of them have ever been done by mad so we're doing them in our own style which is a very mad like style and they'll all be in the book together that's that's great uh like i i can just just by you naming those movies i can picture sort sort of how a caricature of de niro or um you know ray liotta would look uh, and it's it's exciting. It's uh, it's very that's that's very exciting. You can um, really guess what parody title will come up with. Apparently, that's a popular thing with a lot of Mad fans. So let's see, good, good <laughs> yeah. fellas. So, 
I I'm not sure we've decided all the parody titles yet, so I can't say right, correct. I can't guess. Yeah. And there's two other movies. Um, you were looking talk about the tiers, how the people to deep pockets. We had one tier at the high end called the megalomaniac level, uh -huh. and, we, and there were only two available. And the person who bought each of those um, would get to single-handedly choose a movie for us to do, as long as it was a movie that Matt had never done before. Um, and they get themselves drawn in the, into the parody, and they get all the original art, and they get all the other tier, oh, you know, wow. whatever. And and both of them went much more quickly than we ever imagined because they're you know, a pretty high priced item. Um, and one of, and so we're going to be announcing those two in like the next you know the next uh, one to three weeks. Nice. Those are the last ones we're revealing. Um, and one of them is like a very old classic, and one of them is a very new you know blockbuster. So. Oh wow! It's, 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 it's also a classic, but too soon to call it a classic because it's you know it's fairly recent. So um, we're we're really pleased with the two movies that they picked, and you know they and they go great as a balance with all these other movies. We're trying to keep you know a good assortment that for people to enjoy. I'm guessing. I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm <laughs> guessing one of them is Avengers Endgame. I'm guess. I'm, I'm making that <laughs> guess right now because how can how can you do how can you do this without doing Avengers Endgame? Mm. Uh, you 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 don't um, need to comment on that. You I can tell you that Mad did a parody of Avengers Endgame. So. Did they? Yes, they, uh, sort of. No, they didn't. They they did they did they did one. It was one before the movie came out. And they kind of did one. We're making up the story, you know. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Really a parody. It was sort of an article about the Avengers and the guys of a parody. So they, that that was their attempt to like get ahead of the Mad schedule. But <laughs> you know, we wouldn't. Yeah, you know, so we we wouldn't want to do you know the same thing just you know more traditionally. Okay. Any, literally any movie that Matt has done is not is not on the list, and every other movie ever made is on the list. So. Now let's okay. let's say down the road, Mad wants to put out you know another Mad movies thing. Could they potentially come to you and say, "Hey, we'd like to buy your Goodfellas script to put into a Mad movies thing"? Would that be something that you would be like, eh, "Okay," or? Would that be something that you'd probably be hesitant to do since this was your own thing to start with? Well, that hasn't come up yet. I mean, um, we, we, I mean, we have a good relationship with Mad as far as we know. I mean, the things that have happened to the magazine and to our status of the magazine are really strictly financial and corporate. It's not like, you know, I got into a fight with the editor or they <laughs> said, you know, Tom can't draw anymore or they said, you, you run out of jokes or something to me. It's just, you know, the circumstances being what they are, we're just not doing mad work for mad anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it's certainly possible. Like, we have to, you know, certainly whether you sell it or at least, I don't know. I, I think more likely they might be interested in the Star Wars article because they have every other Star Wars movie parodied already in their, yeah. you know, um, library of material. And, and there's one whole, literally the, the final chapter of the saga is the only thing they didn't do. So I think so. I would imagine that would have some appeal to them sometime, but you know they would have to have be to, if they want to do another Star Wars, you know, collection. But they'd also mm -hmm. have to have a budget to you know buy new material for it, which at the moment they don't really have. So you just have to watch the company and see what happens. So, no. You'd hold them. You'd hold them over a barrel and say, "Add another zero to that. <laughs> <laughs> Make it ten dollars." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so it's, it's, it's Claptrap, Indiegogo, uh, I, I hope, I hope a lot of our listeners go and check it out and, and, and buy the book. It's, uh, to, to, just to, to, to get a copy of the book is only 25 bucks. So 25 bucks right. cheap. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, so and, that's, you know, that's great. I, I know a lot of people are a little apprehensive about crowdfunding, you know, things because you hear so many stories about how they never get made or, you know, people just disappear with the dough. But Des and I have been doing this very work for two decades and we've been hitting deadlines all that time. And so we're we're pretty reliable pros. We'll uh, we'll have we'll get this book done. We're very excited to do it, actually. Um, and we've already got you know, a, a good deal of material done. So it's, it's already under underway. And, and, uh, the, the target date for coming out is about a year from now, about November of, uh, late October, early November of 2021. So. And if you, if you go to the Indiegogo page for the Claptrap book, you'll see, we already have two splash pages up, one for Star Wars and one for Shawshank Redemption. You can see those are, those are the pages as they'll appear in the books. So we're really, you know, we want, we know some people will want to see what, what are we getting for this or what do you know, what, what is the intention here? And we're showing them it looks this is it looks a co- like a complete finished product, and there's more where that came from. So you don't want to say, you know, hey, give us some money, we'll go off and write a book, and then you know when we're done, you'll get it. You want nice. to really bring people in so they would you know feel very comfortable and you know and hopefully interested. Is the is the whole yeah. book, whole whole book going to be full color, or is it going to be like some color, some black and white? Uh, it's it's full color except if we do a black and white movie, we'll do the parody in black and white. There you so, go. You know, we have a classic. We do a real old school classic of some kind, and we had we happen to have one in the works. Uh, that one will be in black and white. It depends on uh, the ones that get voted in. You know, we don't know what those will be yet. Those last two. So for all we know, you know, we might be doing uh. Uh, Citizen or something, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> because uh, that's a silent movie, so uh, I guess mm-hmm. it'll all be me, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, and are, are you guys on social media? Uh, ways for our for our listeners to, to follow you guys? You well, I'm on, um, I'm on Facebook, you know, it's Desmond Devlin, so okay. we're there. <laughs> Yep, and I'm on I'm on Facebook, Tom Richmond Art, and uh, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm Art the number four Mad Art four Mad. Very and, cool, uh, nice. And and follow us because you, you know we're going to be sharing as we go along here. We're not just going to lock ourselves in a room and do this book and then spring it on everybody. We're going to be releasing sneak peeks, uh, more splash pages as we go. Uh, you know, so all along, people are going to get a chance to see this process, you know, things as they're unfolding and get get more and more little peeks at what we're doing. And uh, so it'll be very engaging over the course of the next, you know, eight, eight, ten months while we're actually producing <laughs> this book and then uh, sending it to the printer and getting it to everybody. Yeah, we've right. heard a lot about the fundraisers. People really like to sort of have access to what's going on. The process is as interesting as the uh, product sometimes. And so we want people to be brought along as we're doing the book. Um, so that's, you know, that's definitely something. One of the um, perks we have is basically it's, it's like Tom's sketches, his pencil sketches for one of the parodies and my script with, you know, notes and annotations, whatever. And so you sort of see this is like the raw material that and then you, see, you can compare it to the pages in the book of the finished product. Nice. Yeah. And, and when uh, in the future, when this is all done, do you guys foresee yourselves going to comic conventions and that sort of stuff and having a, being in the artist alley and, and selling the book, uh, you know, hand to hand at that point? Or is this, is this book going to be strictly uh, through the Indiegogo kind of thing? Oh, no, it'll be available. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a real book. 
Uh, I self-published a How to Draw Caricatures book about nine years ago, and I, I started my own publishing company around it. So this one, this book will have a I, IS, IBSN number and uh, probably be on Amazon. And, um, you know, we I don't know if we'll do brick and mortar like Baker and Taylor or Ingram distribution, but we'll see. And uh, certainly it'll be available online. Uh, and I do I do a handful of Comic-Cons a year that I'm in Artist Alley, and certainly I'll have copies of them with me. So, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. It'll be available once it comes out more traditionally, but for now, nice. you know, it's all kind of pre-order. Right. One of the reasons we picked Indiegogo um, is because um, the, the campaign we're doing for the clap track book ends in about three weeks. Yep. So people want to buy in on the initial, you know, perks and things, you'll have to do it then. But after that, they have a, a store where like some of the products can stay available. And so if somebody came along and just, if someone never hears about this, they don't listen to this podcast, they don't see the articles that we've had or whatever, or our tweets, you know, and they find out next April, that there's such a thing as claptrap by two mad guys that they would be interested in, they'll still be able to get at least a copy of it through the Indiegogo store. That's great. That's yeah, I'm, I'm, I know. I know. Like with these these particular times, it's uh, you know, I, I know some of our listeners can are a little strapped for cash and all that. Oh, yeah. So I, I just wanted to make sure that when this is over, yeah, when the when the Indiegogo campaign ends, that they can they still have an opportunity to to purchase it down the road when when things. When things look a little brighter for him, right? The only thing, the only thing that with the door slam shows, whatever the print run ends up being. I mean, at that point, we'll have a, a particular number of copies. But we we know that people, there's people who aren't working now, or you know, yeah. whatever their situation is. And the thing with the Star Wars, the Star Wars was the first parody that we decided to do, and that's why our lowest price tier is just a PDF of the Star Wars movie, which is the cheapest thing we have to offer, and it also comes out ahead of the book. Um, by, we don't know the exact date, but it'll be finished and it'll get to them before the book is, you know, can get to them. And that's because the Star Wars movie, you know, it's already, you know, a certain period of time since the movie came out. So we know people who want to see this, you know, the parody saga completed, yeah. the sooner the better. So, so you know, that's, you know, that's the best we could do, you know, for people who have th those interests at heart. Very cool. Well, Tom, Desmond, uh, I know Chris and I have had a blast here talking to you. Absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you guys coming on and we're we're happy to promote this, and and we'll we'll have uh, links on our Facebook page, and and we'll put we'll put some stuff out to to promote things, and we'll get we'll hopefully get some traffic to you, so people can throw a few dimes your way, and uh, to get hey, this. Well, it's been done. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we you guys. We appreciate anybody who appreciates you know the movie parody format and the mad stuff in general. I mean, it's you know, you know, we 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 like doing it for people. <laughs> now. <laughs> Now to close out, since you guys are 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 uh, com comedy experts, I have I have three questions right. that are on my mind when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to, to comedy. Comedy comes in three, so you're on the right track. It, it does. <laughs> First thing, and Chris Chris and I have debated this. Oh boy, are farts in fact funny? <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, it's funny. Um, one, one of the editors at Mad, um, longtime editor. Was sort of a, a foe of fart humor and poop humor and bathroom humor. He just, thought, he just thought, I think he just thought it was like too lowbrow and too stupid, even for the lowbrow stupid man. But, but of course, I mean, they sound funny, they smell funny, people are embarrassed, people laugh. You know, sure, I mean, they're not invariably funny. Like, a fart doesn't equal comedy, but a fart can, can always become comedy. <laughs> Not as funny as boogers, but they're close. Yeah, well, boogers. Yeah, boogers. That's that. They're they're tangible farts. 
Not so much. And naval lint is very underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to listen to old Bill Cosby records still? Well, yes, you should be able to listen to anybody you want. I mean, I'm not actually a huge fan of Bill Cosby per se. Like, he's a stand-up. That has nothing to do with his, you know, extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah, but no, but the whole, the whole idea, um, I would I would see a new Louis C.K. special tomorrow. It, okay. it, it depends. Now, um, would you go out and, you know, like heavily financially support it? I don't know. But, I mean, it depends. You know, people, you know. Um, there's, there's a lot of, if once you start like sort of slashing back on, you know, people who've done something wrong, you lose a lot of culture and art that you might not, you know, you might regret having lost. So to, to my I, brother, Russell, whom I slept with is a, is a classic routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby is a very wow. funny fellow. remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> to my brother, Russell, whom I slept with. Um, and Okay, there's the there's the old saying: lose the fat, lose the funny. How mm-hmm. much fat can, can can you can you prorate it? Can you just be a, lose? Can you lose a little bit of fat and still be funny? Um, I mean, there's some very you know, Buster Keaton was not fat, so he was funny. I don't think he lost it though. He always was, <laughs> so it may not you know go into the criteria but you're looking for. How how good would it would a skinny Arbuckle movie? Hmm. Well, if if the fat's part of your shtick, then you have to stay fat, right? Like like, like Chris uh, Farley, Chris, you gotta be be a Chris big guy. Chris Farley, you know, it wouldn't have been the same if he was, uh, you know, rotating his belt around a, a <laughs> thirty-two inch waist on SNL while I was talking about living in the van down by the river. Right. Uh, that was that was kind of part of his shtick, so right. therefore, kind of had to stay heavy. But um, yeah, so I guess it depends on your what, what what's important to your comedy. Okay, and I, I, I tried I'm to come a hard up. time for thinking of like a fat guy who got skinny and was still funny. So it's an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was trying yeah, to come up with a question him. about Dick Smothers, but I couldn't come up with it. I just wanted to say his name. <laughs> the Smothers brother for funny. <laughs> Dick Smothers. So, yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, hey, thank guys. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, this this was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, everybody that's listening, please go 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 check out uh, the the claptrap. And uh, if if you're able to, please uh, open up your wallet. As I said, throw a few dimes. Get a get a get a, a book that you'll that you'll love that you'll be able to read in the bathroom. And uh, and and yeah, no perfect. Fart. Yeah, <laughs> no, no farts. You know you, you don't you don't want the farts to to be funnier than the book. Exactly. You <laughs> get outclassed. <laughs> so, all right, hey guys, thank you so much, and uh, and we we hope to. Hope to run into you guys at uh, at a comic convention in yeah. the uh, the not too distant future. Well, thank you, Chris, That'd and thank great. you, Tim, and thank you to the listeners too. Thanks, Tom and Dad. It was, it was a yeah. pleasure having you guys on. Seriously, our pleasure. Great. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.com. 
www.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 